We ended last Tuesday talking about not being yucky fruit. Not being yucky fruit. And Pastor Tim just got done emphasizing the fact that we are sons of God. And I'm encouraging you, encouraging you to consider that the person that you deal with who's giving you grief because of something they say or do is also a child of God. They, be, they may be misinformed, they may be misguided, they may be dealing with something, but that is still a child of God. So I'm encouraging you to develop that ministry mindset, that empathy, that compassion, to be able to avoid saying you're doing something that could potentially escalate a situation or make a situation that much worse with them. Remember, Paul wrote in Galatians that the fruit of the Spirit is love, Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and, and self-control. And remember, we talked about the fact that and nowhere could I find a translation where it says fruits of the Spirit. It's a singular item. The fruit of the Spirit is all these components. And when you take away one of those components, you've corrupted the fruit. You've corrupted the integrity of the fruit. You've become yucky. And then God might spit you out because you're just being lukewarm. And also didn't... Uh, I didn't go to preacher school. Was it Paul who wrote, if I have all this stuff, but I don't have love, what good am I? And there you go. You have all this, but you take out one a critical element, a critical component, a critical ingredient, and it's useless. Mindset. Your mindset on how you go about dealing with life's curveballs and surprises and all that will make a difference not only in your life, but in someone else's life who's watching you. And you may not even be aware that they're watching you. Develop a ministry mindset. Your mindset, your attitudes will guide your behavior, reactions and responses to the world around you. So I'm asking you, what are you adding for the next generation? How are you helping break the generational curses, cultural curses going on around us today? What are the little things that you are saying? In Isaiah chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 8 through 13, well, let's talk about the book Isaiah real quick. The book Isaiah in the Bible speaks of very troubled times, that people are out of control, very much like what we see uh, today. And then in Isaiah 6, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Well, you need to have your mind in the game if you're going to be going out there to play the game. You're going to have to have that positive mindset. You're going to have to have what I call that ministry mindset. And, and mind you, we hear this from time to time. Ministry and, and uh, being a missionary and all that isn't necessarily in Pakistan, India, South America, or whatever. It's in your own backyard. It's to your, it's to your neighbors, your co-works, to the guys here Tuesday mornings. Missionary work is you being that Christ-like example. It doesn't mean you have to be in a foreign land. We talk about planting seeds in people and letting God bring others into their lives and nourish and water that seed. But have you ever considered that you are that person? You are that person brought into someone's life to water it, nourish, cultivate a seed that's already planted in their heart and their spirit. Have you ever considered that? We can't even begin to comprehend or appreciate the role we may play in God's plan for someone else. We cannot come close to even understand or comprehend the in, in, incredible role we may play in God's plan for someone else. Earlier this year, the movie Jesus Revolution came out. You guys watch it in February? 
based on Pastor Greg Laurie's, uh, uh, his biography on how he got started, how he was born again and became the pastor to this day, a mega church over in California with multi-millions of people around the world uh, tuning into him daily. Pastor Greg was a troubled teen and was inspired by a scripture-quoting, dope-smoking hippie named Lonnie Frisbee in the late 60s. And then a pastor, Chuck Smith, pastor of a small church, trying to himself, trying to make a difference, trying to make an impact, be relevant. He could have become jealous. He could have become envious of Greg Laurie's rising star. But instead, he gave him a platform. He encouraged him and put him in charge of a small Bible study. Lonnie Frisbee planted the seeds. Pastor Chuck Smith cultivated the seeds. The rest of the world now gets to sow and reap that harvest. We go through life and we're constantly either planting or sowing seeds or cultivating seeds or reaping a harvest. But you're going to have to have the right mindset to do it right. And I'm not saying you're perfect, but I just want you to start making that a goal and an objective in your life to try to do better. Again, we cannot even come to comprehend or appreciate the role we may play in God's plan for someone else. Simple things, little things that you do. Do you pour hope, joy, and positivity into people? Do you, not, do you notice these spur-of-the-moment opportunities to be encouraging, inspiring, and motivating? We just went through a real hard time with the pandemic, and there's a lot of stuff, political, all, there's a lot of stuff to be offended about these days. But how are you dealing with that? Are, are you perpetually maintaining that angst and that anger and that frustration by reposting all this stuff on social media? Is that what you keep going back to? Nope. Don't, don't. I'm telling you right now. Shut that book, turn off that computer, stay away from that crap for a while and start focusing on God a little bit more. Focus on your family. Focus on making a difference as opposed to just reposting a lot of angry stuff. And again, I'm not saying that a lot of this stuff isn't true. I'm just asking you to consider the ripple effect of continuously putting out this stuff that's very frustrating, okay? Do you pour hope, joy, and positivity into people? Because, folks, the truth is that oftentimes it's when you at least expect that you're making a difference or an impact that you actually are. Now, I'll tell you a personal story just to highlight that. In June of 2013, Pastor Randy Don just had his golf tournament, and he was having lunch with a guy. And this guy started to tell Randy about something about me because he recognized me at the golf outing. And Randy stopped him and said, man, you got to call John and tell him this yourself. This guy calls me up and says, John, yeah, I know you don't remember me, but it's because of you I turn my life around and give my life to God. I'm thunderstruck. He goes, in 2007, you arrested me for drunk driving over there at 28th and Breton. And as he began to talk about the stop, I vaguely remembered it, because we had a good chat. He says, John, when you dropped me off at the Kent County Jail, you stopped me as I was walking away, and you said, hey, God's got a different plan for you. And you didn't about face and walked away. He said, John, that just ate at me. I went on to get another, you know, I made some more mistakes, but that... You telling me that God had a different plan, has a different plan for me, just aided me. And he said, finally, it just came together. I gave up the parting, the booze, the wild women, started going to church, met a good girl, and now I have this ministry, and now I want you to come talk to my youth group. I remember going to talk to his youth group. 
And all I did was say to this guy, God's got a different plan for you. I wasn't, it's very consistent with what I tried to do often as a police officer. I don't try to beat people about the head and shoulders about Bible verses and you this and you that. I just try to plant that seed because I'm trusting God will bring other people into their lives. When I went to talk to his youth group and he introduced me and he was very honest about how we met. And then he came up and you know, there was about 60 kids and he, he, he had went back and grabbed me and he said, you know, John, if it wasn't for you, these kids would not be hearing about God through me. And my wife was videotaping this moment. I went up and I actually started to break down because I turned around and I watched all these 60 faces and the enormity of the impact I had through this man, through these kids and so on. I, for the, we rarely get to see that type of connection in people's lives and the effect you have in it. And it was very impactful for me. And so I share that with you, not to say, ooh, look at me, but to say it's little things that you do in your life, the little things that you say could probably have a very profound impact on, in someone's life. Do not discount that. Especially if someone recognizes that you're supposed to be a son of God and a Christian. Are you living it? Are you making an effort? Again, you're not perfect. You are going to slide off the trail from time to time, but are you focused on that goal and continuously working towards it and trying to do it right and say it right? In Hebrews 12, 14, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Be holy. Meaning, be good. Be empathetic. Be compassionate. Be considerate, be loving, because without that, people are not going to see the Lord in you. Are you a reflection of Christ? Be an example, live by example. You know, there's an old saying, you can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. You're going to be much more effective as a witness and missionary when you're patient, loving, kind, empathetic, compassionate, gentle, and display self-control. But you need to have the right mindset, the right attitudes. And so I'm encouraging you, as this year winds down, men, develop that ministry mindset. Set that as, a, uh, as one of your goals going into the new year. Do not let the devil make you beat yourself up too hard, too much over stuff that you can look back over this last year and recognize you could have, should have, would have, son, or done something differently. Because he will do that, because he still does it to me. And I think that's a lifelong thing. Until the day they carry us out feet first, the devil's going to be in there trying to, trying to mess with your head. And it's all a mind game. It goes back to mindset. As long as you have a positive mindset and a ministry mindset, you're more likely than not to effectively deal with all these life situations that life is going to throw at you, that the devil's going to throw at you. You can change a life. You can change a life. Not asking you to be perfect, but as this year winds down, again, I'm just asking you to make that one of your goals. Be conscious. Make a conscious decision to do better next year. Develop that ministry mindset. Don't be yucky fruit. And with that, I'm done. Over the next maybe 10, 20, 15 minutes, just, just take a moment, take a deep breath, consider what this last year has brought in your life. Make sure you're thankful for blessings. Make sure, and, and go back, and as like we used to do in the Army, and after action review and AAR, sit back and think about some of the situations you've been through. Think about what went right. Always validate and affirm what you did right, because that's how you develop confidence. That's how you learn from things. And then consider the things that you need to tweak and do differently. 
Is it your tone of voice, your body language, how you handle uh, a, a neighbor that just wants to always mow their lawn and throw their clippings on your driveway? I've dealt with stuff like that as a police officer, and I'm like, come on. Take a long, slow, deep breath over these next few minutes and just consider what this, uh, consider the blessings and favor the Lord has showered upon you in this, this past year and be looking forward to an amazing new year, but think about some of the things you could say or do different. And then uh, as we wind down and, and close out, I think Pastor Tim will come in here and close us out. But with that, thank you for your time.